Hey guys, welcome back to the Body Image Revolution. I'm super happy to have you here for the eighth episode. And we're going to get into some really interesting stuff today. This week has actually been a little crazy for me. My younger daughter, who's three years old, got sick and she was home from daycare for a few days. And then my older daughter got sick and she stayed home from school. So just navigating being a mom and a business owner and needing to also take care of myself has been difficult to say the least. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Something I've been thinking about lately in regards to specifically podcasts and books is that you can take what you need, which is actually a really cool thing. I'm a person who has cultivated very strong viewpoints, especially with things that I really do have firsthand experience with and are deeply important to me. I realize that my views specifically on body image and self-love are radical or at the very least outside of the norm. And what I want to say about this is that you do not need to agree with every single thing I say to benefit from this podcast. For example, if you didn't agree with my New Year's resolution episode about never dieting again, that's okay. You can still improve your body image with the information that I'm sharing with you. Even my own journey has been an evolution. If you would have come to me even a few years ago, I'm sure some of my views would be different. I used to think that I needed my mentors and healers and my therapists to have a similar viewpoint and worldview as me. And it sometimes feels uncomfortable when they don't. And I find out that's not the truth. But it actually does not take away from their ability to help me. And beyond that, I really do not like to demonize people based on their opinions or political views. And I think people are probably just good people and doing the best they can with the tools that they have. This is where the knowledge is power thing comes in. But I'd like to add knowledge and experience is power. Sometimes you have to go through things to really have clarity about who you are, what your values are, and how you want to show up in the world. So thank you for taking the time to make this podcast a part of your journey. I really want to encourage you to take what you need and, of course, allow things to challenge you if that comes up. It's all a part of the process and your own personal growth. Growth is not comfortable at all, and I think I have to keep getting reacquainted with that concept. So today I want to talk about self-trust. I want to be the first to say that this is not something I've always had and I'm still working on it. Even during my last therapy session, my therapist asked me, do you trust yourself? And I was like, most of the time, I think. <laughs> Self-trust isn't something that just happens. I believe it's something that comes somewhat naturally with time. And of course, as you're working on yourself, it's not easy especially in a world where we were told that we are not supposed to trust ourselves or our bodies. Diet culture tells us that our bodies are wrong and we need to change them. It also tells us that we can't trust ourselves to choose what we want to eat and that we need to curb our cravings and suppress our appetites, that we have to push our bodies to the point of exhaustion, take medications, and get surgeries so that we can attain that thin ideal. Purity culture, which often comes with religious beliefs, also tells us that we can't be trusted. Think Adam and Eve circa the beginning of time 
And I'm sure that there's so many reiterations of that story and people apply it differently. So I'm not necessarily talking about that event in time, but more of people's interpretation of it. We're taught that our desires are too strong and that they often come from an evil inclination, that we're just too sexual, that we shouldn't have self-pleasure, that we can't have sexual fantasies, that virginity makes you pure, and that we're commanded to hide and cover our bodies. Those evil things, our bodies are just so evil. That's what purity culture teaches us. Just know I cannot take it anymore. Our bodies are our homes on this earth. Our bodies were divinely crafted and created for us. How is it that when we look at a sunset or a beautiful mountain, we can look at it in awe and appreciation of the creator of the world, but then when we look at ourselves in the mirror, there's just something inherently wrong with us? I believe that our bodies are just as much a part of us than anything else. I believe that our bodies are insanely smart and intuitive and work with our minds and souls so that we can move toward our purpose. When we are born, everyone sees us as so pure, so beautiful, perfection, some might even say. And then very shortly afterwards, we are taught that there is something wrong with us. And that comes from society and the media and even from our own parents. We have to act good, quote unquote, and proper. We need to eat the right foods, say the right things, dress like a lady, act like a lady, keep those legs closed, my grandmother used to say. We need to be smart, but not too smart, sexy, but not too sexy, and of course, be thin at all costs. We're told, whether directly or indirectly, that our bodies will never be good enough, like ever. There's no one on this earth that can sustain the unattainable standard that is put out for us. I mean, think about it. Even just the fact that it's inevitable that we all age, and supposedly that's bad too. So we bought into this story, right? This lie that we've been told. And I think it's the most normal thing in the world. It's just the way our brains work. Personally, I was completely sold on this concept that I was not enough and that I couldn't trust myself. What about you? Do you trust yourself? Really take a moment to answer that question. If we're constantly trying to change our bodies, we do not trust our bodies. If we're punishing ourselves for eating, we do not trust our bodies. If we're over-exercising, we do not trust our bodies. If we're feeling shame about our sexuality, we do not trust our bodies. Most people do not trust their bodies. I think the first step here, if you want to cultivate that trust, is that we have to get to know our bodies with curiosity and as little judgment as possible. It took a really long time for me to feel like I could trust my body. But honestly, I realized that, like I said, most of the time, I do. Just yesterday, I was on a run And at this point in my exercise journey, I actually really enjoy working out and pushing myself to my limits. But yesterday, I realized that it felt really great to run and then walk quickly in intervals. And in the past, I would have tried to just push through it and run the entire time because my mind was telling me, come on, Becca, you can do it. But yesterday, I literally just took a minute and I asked my body, what do you need right now? 
and I listened to the answer. I adjusted my workout accordingly without shame or guilt, doing exactly what my body needed. I know some of you are probably wondering, well, how do you know that you pushed yourself hard enough? Or with things like intuitive eating, they'll say, so you just eat whatever you want. When you learn to befriend your body, what you want becomes what feels good for you, both short-term and long-term. Sometimes that means eating sweets and french fries, knowing that your body can totally process those foods and you'll get to experience pleasure by eating them. Sometimes it means eating a salad and sometimes it means pushing yourself to your limits in a workout and sometimes it just means doing some gentle yoga or going to bed. The common denominator here is learning how to trust our bodies, our intuition, and ourselves as a whole. This is so important to me that it's actually the first module of my group coaching program, The New Sexy. Before we dive into anything else, we've got to trust ourselves. Trust ourselves for making this investment, for choosing this specific path, and knowing and trusting that we'll get what we need from this experience. And of course, intuition comes into the mix too. There's no other way that my group participants would have come to me without trusting their intuition. Because think about it, they could be working on anything. They could decide to just go on a weight loss program like most people do when January 1st rolls around. But they chose to work with me and learn to love themselves exactly how they are, knowing that everything they need is within them. What I'm doing with this program has never been done before. They didn't even know what it would look like. Their intuition led them to my program, even against some of the women's apprehensions with the word sexy itself. Sometimes we follow our intuition and it goes against the grain of what everyone else is doing. And for me, That was a lot of things in my life, getting married young, moving to Israel, pursuing boudoir, hiring a business coach, and investing in myself and my healing at a really high level. I am constantly being reminded that my intuition is the way to go. And when I don't trust it, I almost feel like I'm betraying myself. Leading with the beliefs that I trust my body, I trust my intuition, and I trust myself keeps me in my integrity and authenticity. We all have needs and desires. We all feel things. And that's not just coming from our minds. Our needs and desires and emotions live in our bodies too. I think it's about time we start seeing our bodies for what they are. Divine, magnificent, beautiful, intricate, natural, intelligent, and powerful. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in.